Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Turn in your Bible, if you will, to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. God has led Abram out of Ur at Genesis 11 and 12 where his father took Abram and Lot. Uh, So Abram and Sarai went with his father, Abram's father, along with his nephew Lot. Uh, At this time, Abram and Sarai did not have children. He led them out, brought them into Ur. And the Bible says in chapter 12 of Genesis that God told and called Abram out of Ur. And Lot went with him. Because I believe in many ways, Abram was a type of a father to Lot. Because of the time that they spent together growing up together, living together in that time when they dwelt in Ur with Abram's father. And so the Bible says Lot came out with Abram. And they traveled and they journeyed along with God because God had promised to bless him. And so we get to this point here, and we see here in Genesis 18, verse 19, speaking of Abram, God said of him, for I know him, for I know him. That he will command his children and his household after him. I want you to just look at that just for a moment. Think about this. For I know him. How did God know him? Because God proved him. God proved him. God tested him and proved him. And he says, now I know him. That he will command his children, train and teach and lead his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord. So God knew that Abram would keep the way. And he also knew that he would train his children to follow after that. To do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. You see that. The Bible says that God called Abram out of Ur. And at a point in time, the Bible says when Melchizedek met Abram, God made a covenant with Abram and said, your name is Abraham. And God made made a covenant with him. Abram had tithed unto God, unto Melchizedek. And the Bible says God made a covenant with him. And that's a very important understanding. And the Bible says with this covenant, God said, now, you're not just Abram, but now you are Abraham. You're Abraham. And not just Sarai, but you are Sarah. And God changed and spoke to them who they were, what God had intended, what God had called them to be, to do, and to work and produce through them. And I think this is an important understanding today because the Bible says that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. I want you to look, if you will, with me just for a moment. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 19. It says, and you will teach them your children, speaking of them, when you sit us in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon earth. 
The Bible says that God's promise to Abraham also impacted his children and his children's children because they would follow the ways of God. They were taught to follow the ways of God, taught to believe God's word and to follow God's ways. And God had relationship with them. You know, the Bible teaches us as Christians today, as believers, that God wants a personal relationship with us. That the Bible tells us that when we receive the word of God into our spirit, into our hearts, that God calls you a new creation. That you become a child of the living God. That the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with your spirit that you are son and daughter of God. You know, it's so important today that we begin to recognize who we are and what we are. Who are you? Abraham understood and learned who he was. Sarah learned in who God wanted her to be. You know, the first time Sarah heard of what God had promised, she laughed. She laughed at what she heard. Because she looked in the natural, knew how her body was, knew that that was an impossibility, and so she laughed. And over time, they did things that were contrary to the word that God had sent. Even though they did things to say, okay, well, we're going to bring it to pass. The Bible says that they chose Hagar, tried to make it happen that way. But that wasn't what God said. God didn't call Sarai to go find someone. God said, no, you're Sarah. That through you. When we look over in Hebrews chapter 11, we find Sarah named in the heroes of faith. Because the Bible says that she received faith to conceive. She might have started out laughing at what God had said. But over time, faith took into her heart so that she could bear Isaac, so that she could bear the promise. You know, God is calling you today into this place of relationship with him to know your name, to know who God says that you are, to believe what God has for you and your family, you know, there are things throughout the Word of God that we find that are for all of us today. We are new creations in Christ. We are the righteousness of God. The Bible teaches us that through the blood of Jesus, we together as the family of God, of the household of faith, that we have been and been made partakers into this relationship with God, into the family of God. That we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not based upon our own works, but based upon faith in what God has done for us. And we need to boldly declare, we need to set it into our minds, that we've been created according to Ephesians chapter 4 in true righteousness and holiness. That we put on the new man. 
We cast off the former man with its conversation and the lust thereof that we understand what Romans chapter 6 says where it tells us and teaches us that we've been buried with Christ and we've been risen together in newness of life and that the Bible teaches us and that we can have and we are partakers of this new life and that we have a new life in God and God has more for you as you begin to walk in his ways, as you begin to walk according to the level of an understanding of what God has begun to do in you and the Bible even tells us that what he's begun to do in you he will complete it until the day that you see Jesus but let me just say this there are things that God has for you things that God wants to do and is doing in you maybe some of you today already have had that word spoken into your life spoken over your life we see that Abraham also as a father that he declared and taught the children. We saw in Deuteronomy right here. It says that when you teach them, speaking of your children, speak of them. Speaking of the things of God to them. You know, it's so important today that you declare and you speak to your children. Put into them the things and the ways of God. Because if you don't tell them who they are, what God is and who he is to them and for them and who they are in him and with him. Someone else is going to tell them something about the kingdom of this world into their life. Trying to draw them and teach them into the things of this world. But as a parent today, as a husband today, in your, over your wife, the Bible even tells us in Ephesians that a husband will wash his wife with the water of the word of God. It's so important today to, to continually wash over your family today. You know, as a mother... It's so important. I love how the Bible says of Sarah that she moved from one place into the promise of God by faith, able to conceive that which God had spoken. You know, it's so important today that you, as a mother today, that you speak over your husband the things that will elevate and motivate him into the things of God, being in agreement together. The Bible says when a husband and a wife, when they are in agreement, their prayers will not be hindered. And it's so important today that we walk on the level of the word of God. And it's so important today that as a woman today, that we not let the world dictate to us who and the way we ought to be, but we let the word of God tell us who we are. You know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, and I'll tell you, it's so important today that we get this understanding. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and it obtains favor of the Lord. You know, it's so important today. That we understand that a wife is not when a ring gets put on her finger, but the wife is the character of a person in which a man will find one day, uh, possibly. Now, the world doesn't create women in that mindset today. They say, no, no, you have to put that off. That's not the way. No, we have a different way. Well, that kind of way is a total different way than the ways of God. And this is why we find so much struggle in the family today, finding so much false identity in women and in men today. We don't see the strong family unit growing together, walking as one, teaching and training their children, being a light in a dark place. Why? Because we're listening to the culture of this world to tell us who we are to, ought to be. 
And that's why there's so much fear in marriage, even prior to getting married. That's why there's so many people today in insecurity of who they are. And the world's telling them, well, just experiment with anything. Just try what we say. Listen, they have no direction. The end of their direction is destruction, the Bible says, because the wage of sin is death. But Jesus has sent his word, and the ways of his word will bring life. That's why there's so much trouble in marriages today. People are just uh, uh, going to and fro, acting without any concept or any kind of conscience either. The Bible says that their conscience had been seared with a hot iron. Listen, today I believe we need to rise up in the family unit. We need to rise up as men and women of God. No matter where you are and your children are, no matter what age they are, you can speak blessing over them. You can begin to speak the promises of God, even in prayer over their lives to them. When they get up in the morning, when they go to bed at night, begin to teach and train and to develop this, these principles of the Word of God. You know, it's so important that we begin to do the things that God teaches us. You know, one of the things that we need to find is what God has spoken about us and to us. Abraham was called the father of many nations. I want us to look in Romans chapter 4. The Bible says of Abraham that he is the father of our faith, teaching us that we follow the pattern of faith. I like what verse 13 says. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise of none effect. Do you see that? Look in verse 16. It says, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not, that, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Right there, you need to get this into your understanding right now. I want you to just meditate on that scripture that is before your face today just for a moment. Make sure you write this down and you get this on the inside of you. The Bible says that God called Abraham. Abraham believed God. Not according to that which he felt, but that which was spoken. Not according to that which... He saw that he knew that he could see how that would work out. No, according to what God had said. The Bible says he believed God, who quickens even the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. You know, God's going to send that word. Right now, you might even see yourself. You don't see yourself as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that you are a new creation. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 23 and 24 tells you that you can put on the new man which is created in righteousness and true holiness because that is who you are. You are, the Bible says, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 and tells us uh, emphatically that if we walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, you see, you will not walk into condemnation. But you have to learn how to walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. The Bible teaches us that if we'll put on the new man, 
We have to put that on. How do you begin to put that on? Why? Because you do believe God. You might not feel it. Like Sarah, she didn't feel it. She laughed at it. But today you might go, well, I just don't feel that. That's not, how, that's not who I am. That's not. No, it is who you are. You are who God says you are. But if you'll believe who, what God says about you, no matter if everything else seems dead to you in that natural or that understanding in the natural, you'll begin to see it manifest if you'll get it on the inside of your spirit. You begin to say it with your mouth. You know, one of the things that Abraham did, he didn't continually call himself Abram after God said, no, you're Abraham. He began to say what God said. He began to say of himself, I am Abraham. Sarah began to call herself Sarah. This is how the process of faith begins to take hold in your spirit. So you begin to see the thing that God has said to you come to pass in the natural. How you live it out. How you walk it out by faith. How do we do that? Because you begin to call yourself what God has called you. If you say, well, I'm just a sinner, you need to get I'm just a sinner out of your mouth. Quit trying to put yourself into a falsehood of humility and begin to declare who God says you are. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am no longer a sinner, but I have been saved by grace. Thank God through his blood. He has made me a joint heir with Christ. There is no sin in Christ. There's no sin in me because I do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If I was to fail or falter, which... We will, thank God, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who will cleanse us from all sin. The Bible says when we ask, when we communicate, he wants that fellowship with him. You know, the Bible says that we can enter into the throne of God and we will obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But we have to come boldly before that throne. When he wants relationship with you, you're going to have to lay your life out before God. You need to begin to say, okay, God, I don't feel what you say. I don't see what you say. But God, you have said it, therefore I am. God, you said it, therefore I am who you say I am. You know, I love what God revealed to us in Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. I want you to hear this today. The Bible says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said... Well, some say you are John the Baptist, some say Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee. That thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When you begin to believe what God says about you, you're going to find out that Satan cannot prevail against you. You're going to find out when you begin to say, okay, Lord, who do you say that I am? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I am a new creation. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. For nothing is impossible to those who believe. I am a believer. 
I believe God. I believe who God says I am and about me, and I will perform it. I will be able to do it because God's grace is going to give me the ability to do it because I'm going to continually come boldly before his throne. I'm going to obtain that kind of mercy. I'm going to receive the grace to help me fulfill what God has said to me according to my life, according to my family and the promises because I am in his kingdom. I'm not in this world. I'm not of this world. I'm not getting the world's words into me which will conform me. And the Bible says according to Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You're going to have to say what God has said about you. Just like with Jesus, when Jesus looked at Peter, he said, Peter, he said, Simon Bar-Jonah. Simon Bar-Jonah means reed blown in the wind. I like that. Jesus changed the way Peter felt about himself and what everything and everybody else called him. You know, my mama called me Brian, but God has called me something else. And I am who God says I am. Yes, I'm still Brian in the natural, but there's more to me than what you see. Because God has sent his word inside of me. Just as God is sending his word today inside of you. And you are more than what you feel. You're more than what you see. And what God has said is who you are. And that is your destiny. If you'll get a hold of what God has said, you begin to mix it in your heart with faith. The Bible says you can enter into those promises. You can have what God says you can have. The children of Israel didn't enter into the promised land. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews because they didn't mix that word in their heart by faith. They didn't put it in them. They complained. They gossiped. They murmured. They rebelled against God all along the way. And when it came time to cross into the promised land, they said, said, we are not able to do it. We cannot go into that land because we are grasshoppers in their sight. Those people never said anything to them. That's how they saw themselves because they did not say of what God had said to them. They did not believe what God had said to them that they could do, that they could enter in and they could possess the land and they could, that God would drive out the nations before them and that they can overtake and they can do what God said. But let me just say this today. If you receive the word of God into your spirit today, you begin to do exactly what God has said. You know, from that day on, Peter didn't say, hi, I'm Simon Barjona. No, he said, I'm Peter. I am Peter. That is who I am. Because the Lord had called me that. You think about Saul of Tarsus. You know, Jesus, when he met him, he said, you're Paul. I have a promise for you. I have something for you to do. And you're Paul. When you look at Gideon in the Bible, Gideon saw himself as the weakest of his whole family. I'm the lowest person. I cannot do. You're saying I'm a man of valor. I am courageous. I'm a warrior. I can do all of these things. I can lead in the battle. I can't do that. That's not who I am. But you have to change your mind according to who God says you are. And God began to minister to him, minister that he can do, because this is who you are. This is what I've called you. This is who and why I'm going to use you. You know, today, you need to let that sink in. Get it into your heart. Get it into your mouth. You begin to see these things come to pass. For when the day of crossing over comes, you'll have to cross at Jordan. And to stay into that place. You know, one of the things I think is so important today, oftentimes people say, oh God, oh God, 
lead me, direct me, guide me. I want to go into those things that you have for me. You've told me, God, that my family is going to be blessed. God, you're going to cause us to rise up in the area of finances and in business and be able to fuel and fund the kingdom of God and to build your kingdom, God. This is the call you have on my life. But when you get into that place, you come into your land. And there's giants in the land, and there's other strongholds out there in the land. Don't forget who you are. Don't quit in the process because it gets hard. Because you quit in the process, you go back to where you were. But you had been praying, you've been standing, and you've been believing God to get to the place that you're in right now. And you can make your stand, and God is with you. He's going to cause you to overcome those things. He's going to cause you to have the victory that God has said you can have. You've got to hang on to what God has said. You've got to say what God has said. Even in the midnight hour, in those times, of trouble in those times of situations when the pressures are coming. You know, one of the things you got to understand, there is nothing that's not going to happen without pressure. Nothing's not going to come out of that place without a little heat in your life and a little process of, of things going through your life to cause you to become who God says that you are. Because at every point that you go to, these areas of crossing, these areas of test, if you'll complete that process, if you'll continually walk with God, continually say what God says, not quit, not faint, not back off. If you have, then just rise up again. Begin to say what God has said. Begin to believe in your heart. Begin to say with your mouth. Learn to do the works and the ways that God is teaching you right now. Learn to get it into your heart that God is making you. You know, I love what Jesus told his disciples. He said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you. You know, the Bible even says of Jesus when he told his disciples, when he's about to uh, be received up into heaven, he said, go ye into all the world and make disciples. These things don't just happen. They are made. How do we renew our mind? It's not just going to happen. It's going to be made because you begin to go through the process of saying what God has said, believing in your heart, saying it with your mouth, believing on it, acting on it to the best of your ability in the place that you're in. As God leads you by the, by the places that you've got to go through to get to your Jordan, to get to those places of crossing. And you're going to find that there's going to be many Jordans in your life that you're going to have to continually cross over. Don't draw back. Receive what God has said. You begin to see it take place. The gates of hell will not prevail against you no matter what arises. In Romans chapter 4, verse 18 It says of Abraham, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. How do you not get weak in faith? You're going to have to get it in your heart. You're going to have to call yourself. You're going to have to say those things. No, no, you, listen, you're not trying to impress people. This is about what you and God and your mind and your heart and what you're developing. You're becoming, you're being made into that image according to the word of God and the thing that he has spoken. You'll become that. You'll begin to see that. That thing will be produced through you. It'll be birthed through you, but it has to be in you. You have to believe on it. You have to put it in your mouth. You have to renew your mind. The Bible says he's not being weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. You want to know when you're, you're in that place of faith, you're not considering a lot of other things. They might come up, but you're not considering, you're not taking hold of that. You're taking the hold of faith, what God has said. He considered not his own body, now dead. Even when he's about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he staggered not at the promise through, of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, 
he was also able to perform. The place of fully persuasion comes through your faith, your confession, and your declaration. And that stand and that place of giving glory and praise to God for what he has said, even in the midst of your enemies. Now, the Bible says that he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemy. You know, today you might feel that there is enemies all around to the process, to the provision. But God is creating a table that you can be a partaker of. How do we begin to partake of that? Through the word of God. Eating the seed, the fruit of the word that God has given to you. Get it in your heart. Sow it into your mind. Get it into your mouth. By sowing it in your mind, meditating on that word. Begin to think on it. Begin to speak it. Begin to go according to it because that is who you are. That's what you'll be. And that's what your seed will be. The fruit of the seed. Now the Bible tells us that you're going to eat the fruit of your lips. What are you saying today? Are you still today battling with certain areas? Well, get, certain, get this into your heart today. Let the word of God begin to just transform you into that image from faith to faith. You're being changed today. Let the word of God change you into that image that God sees you as. There's hope in God today. No matter what's going on in the world, there's hope in God. No matter what is happening, no matter what the world is saying. You know, the Bible says Satan, he, he's like a roaring, roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But there are those in whom he cannot devour. Why? Because the gates of hell can't prevail against them. Because they know who they are. Because they have in them who God has said they are. Peter, upon this rock. God's going to build your life today upon his word, upon Christ and what he's done for you, what he's done in you. Today, I trust right now that your faith is being stirred, your heart's being stirred to put you in remembrance of the things that God has spoken to you. Things that God has personally said to you and he's put into your spirit. It's what we live by. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.